Season 2, Episode 6. This week, I was joined by my friend, Jevon Harper. Jev Harper on Twitter. Um, Jevon and I made the interesting decision to record this in a pub, which was potentially unwise. So, uh, look out for some lovely background noise of people at the next door, uh, the table next to us, talking about the homeless problem in the area. Um, it's not my favourite bit, but... Each their own. Namaste. This week, the podcast is sponsored by the Chess Homeless Shelter, which is a local um, homeless shelter to Gerald and myself. Um, obviously, homelessness is a big problem, particularly this time of year, so please give what you can to any homeless charity if you want to support the podcast. And if you particularly want to support Chess and the homeless people of Chelmsford, then um, click the link in the show notes. So, with no further ado... Let's find out if Jevon is interested in music. Okay, right. So, Jevon. Hello. <laughs> well, look at that. I'm professional. He's got there we go. Got his podcast voice done. <laughs> um, so, to start, tell people who you are. What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Things like that. Um, I am me. Uh, I am Jevon or Jeff Harper. I am. I work as a researcher. Nice. So I re- research things that need to be researched. Um, a great overview. <laughs> very insightful. Um, yeah, that is me. Great stuff. Um, all right. Well, no fucking around there. No, exactly. Straight to a point. All about efficiency. <laughs> Here for the music. That's exactly. It. Let's crack on. So okay, let's do it. What was the first album you bought with your own money? Um, with my own money is Park Life by Blur. Confidence is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as. A morning suit can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as. John's got brewer's fruit, he gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons. They love a bit of him. Who's that cut lord marching? You 
you should cut down on your pork life, mate. Get some exercise. Exciting for me because I bought a shit album like, for my first <laughs> right. I bought Uncle Cracker, which is dreadful. Oh, yeah, yeah. For for someone to have bought something that I remember listening to a lot when I was a kid was quite exciting because yeah. it meant I got to revisit it, which is like so nice. What tell tell us a story about how you got Park Life? What how did it come about? Um, I can't remember exactly. All I remember is I think I got. It was either Christmas money or something. Yeah. I'd have got it for on cassette yeah. for a tenner. So oh, I shot cassette. Cassette. Going back that far. So um I think it must have been must be ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, I think the album's ninety four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I probably had albums before it other yeah. people bought me, I can't remember what they were. Yeah. No, that was the one that was with my own money. Nice. It was well chat. That yeah. is I think well it's a great choice. Apple. It was one that's kind of yeah. gone down, it's like blow and you got better and better and better fan yeah. as well. So yeah. it's like it wasn't something that was like a smash hit yeah. and then they disappeared or anything like that. So Yeah. Um, it's good I, I really like how different the album is as well. Like it's very different to a lot of yeah. other stuff from even Britpop at the time. I think. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's when they started to get experimental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when you listen to it back now, you notice how many different styles are in there. Yeah, and I think you remember Girls and Boys and Park Life and stuff. But like, yeah. end of a century on, and they've got like some kind of much punkier songs. Yeah, as yeah. Well, which I think no one else really in Britpop was doing. No, but I know of at the time anyway. I quite like how mundane some of the songs are. Like we've got a song about bank holidays. Yeah, brilliant. Grandma needs new dentures. To eat the crust on pizza. Take a by her daughter. Because she bought your daughter. Kids are eating snakers. Because they're so delicious. Then there's sticky fingers. The mother loses her makeup. But all night comes six times a year. They love a joint and sewage everyone cheers. But all day comes six pack of beer and then it's back to work. There's six of them in a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's, about, it's about drinking and having barbecue. Yeah. This whole song is excellent. Seeing like family members you don't even like. Yeah. I think like that's one of the great things about Britpop generally is that yeah. I don't know there was this era of um, larger than life characters singing about stuff that was actually just like every day for people here. Whereas like I don't know, I guess like before that, the music, like, so obviously that was, I was really young then, so for you, but before that, for me, like, now when I look back, the year would have been Nirvana, would have been, if I was around yeah, at the time, yeah. it would have been bad for me at the time. Yeah. Before things like Oasis and Blair and Hulk to be around, yeah. singing about stuff that they sing about, kind yeah. of like, I don't know, it kind of brings music back to where yeah, they're from. I think, um, some really weird tracks on there, like Debt Collector, it's just like an instrumental. Yeah, set. strange. Um, and Far Out, I remember it's like the Alex James one. Yeah, Alex is, James is weird. Yeah, he's <laughs> mad. I read this book and it's just, it's, it's I don't know, he's, he kind of writes as if he's not totally, he writes as if he's ashamed of the things he's done, but he's definitely not. <laughs> That's how it comes across. He, so, um, by the way, I did this, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, no shame about that whatsoever. He um, every time I see him now on anything, all he does, all he's doing is talking about his cheese farm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he loves cheese. He's all about making cheese. I um, what what was your favourite song off Park Life? I think End of the Century. She says I dance in the carpet, dirty little monster. 
It's really good. Um, again, it's quite mundane. It's just yeah, yeah. That's what I like about it. It's, I think it's nice. It's um, I think a lot of blur is. And obviously, David Albarn had huge amounts of difficulties with various different things. Yeah, the old heroin yeah. and, and the like. Those drugs that they do. Yep, <laughs> drugs that the rock stars have. <laughs> and um, I think it's quite nice that like I feel like a lot of the other songs in the album, like you said, are quite mundane. Whereas yeah, yeah. End of the Century has got like lots of elements in it about um, like. Like you say, what he says about um, people be scared to be alone and dress as wear the same clothes because we feel the same and things like that. Yeah, and it's quite nice because it's I think one of the first songs that I can recall from Blair that is very much like a window into his mentality, yeah. rather than just being like an observational thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like that song for that reason. I quite like the lyric. That's it. Your mind gets dirty as you get closer to thirty. Yeah. It's like, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this age exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think that they're like they're that age then, and like yeah. small kids. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember my dad bought this album because I remember the cover is the dogs, dogs. Yeah. barking. It's like, they're like greyhounds. Like, they like greyhounds. It's greyhounds. Like, I love how like, the whole album, Steve. It's like you're down the dogs, and it's yeah. got like the same colours. It's like yeah. you see that. It's cool. I, like, I, love, yeah. I think that yeah, the, the whole album has like a lot of memories. Like my dad played it a lot. We used to listen to it in the car on the way to my nan's and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, a, it's a nice one to visit. Do you still listen to it much? Listen to it today. Just yeah. in preparation. <laughs> um, like Debt, Debt Collectors is the one I forgot to tell you about. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just so out of place, but it's great. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, just like experimenting yeah. and having a go, which I quite like. Would you say um, it's Blur's best album? Um, I think so. I think it's the most consistent. Interesting. So I think I really like 13, yes, yeah. because it's got 10 the. Coffee and TV. Coffee and TV is my favourite. Yeah, song. yeah. Um, and Blur, just the self-titled one's great. Yeah. It's got Song 2 in it. Song 2 is obviously yeah. amazing. I think Blur is like Graham Coxon's album. Yeah. And yeah. then after that, Damon Albarn kind of did more his own stuff. I love Damon Albarn because yeah. I think like, like you say, he did his own thing and with Blur and like it was his sound for a lot of it. But at the same time, well, everything he's done subsequently after yeah, yeah. he's mental. Like, <laughs> Gorillas is obviously such a weird yeah. abstract concept for him to come out with in like the year two thousand. Yeah, it's like, bizarre yes. that that happened and was so big and successful. But then he like went and wrote like a Chinese opera or something. Yeah, he did didn't monkey. He? Didn't yeah, so like which is so monkey Journey to the East. It's <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> And it's like he went and learned Chinese and wrote an opera. And you're like, this man was singing <laughs> about Bank Holiday. Yeah, exactly. like 10 years yeah. ago. What's happened to him? How has yeah. this happened? But I think, like, that's like, I don't know. I feel like, like you say, like, Blur was the Graham Coxon album and everything else is kind of, it feels more yeah. all Barney. Yeah. But then it makes you wonder, or what actually is all Barney, yeah. given everything he did subsequently. That's true. I think. Have you heard his solo album? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think that's probably you wouldn't really know what his... I didn't know what to expect from the solo stuff because yeah. his work's so different. Yeah. It still felt quite close to Blur, I yeah. thought. 
I think it's just, it's just... I felt like it could have been a Blur album. Vocally, yeah. it's very much his voice. Whereas I think even in um, Gorillaz, he sings with a different mm. voice, doesn't he? Yeah. Because it's not yeah. actually him, he's playing a character. Yeah. Whereas I think, obviously, in Blur, he was just being himself. And as a solo artist, he's playing himself as well. Whereas the other stuff, where he's in character, it obviously sounds a bit different. Um, yeah, I like yeah. the answer. It was fun to so it was fun to revisit. It, so I think that was a good one. What I like about Blur is they're all quite different people, like the band. Yeah, yeah. Like Alex James is just a rotter. <laughs> um, but like Dave Roundtree's like really like geeky. And he's Dave like, was a councillor. Yeah, he ran yeah. for office. Yeah, in he, Colchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Colchester. Yeah. It was really close because they're from around there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that the Army and Navy roundabout used to have like big signs up of blur playing here. <laughs> like it's, it's amazing. I mean, they had a few others as well because they had some big bands there at various points in the pub there. Yeah. But um, blur was like, obviously a big one because they're one of the few local-ish bands. Yeah. I think they're all from. Essex. I think Alex James is from like Bournemouth or somewhere like that. Oh, probably. Yeah. Wiltshire or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's out in some farming community living among the cows. Yeah. Greg Cox is all about the music yeah. and guitar music. Basically. I know, and he's like champion big frame classes. Yeah. That's true. Style icon. <laughs> but um, they had one thing brought all together drugs. So. <laughs> Lovely old drugs. <laughs> Um, what are you listening to at the moment? Kate Tempest. Any particular album? I've only heard Let Them Eat Chaos. Before I was an adult, I was a little wreck. Peddling whatever I could get my grubby mitts on. Ketamine for breakfast, bad girls for drinking with. I gave them puppy dog eyes for the acid on their fingertips. Heads in the basement, lips without faces, getting facedy. Half baked in the bakery, eating pastries. Desperate for a body who could save me. But I never really wanted what they gave me. Always wanted something else, sweating in the dole queue. Spitting like a villain in the pantomime, old shoes, bad teeth. Drinking in the rain with my ghost. Sitting in the back of the class, comatose. Ah, uh, villains on my Back in the dark, hold me close, but you never held. I did some things I swore I'd never tell. That night you tried to kill me, run me down with your car in the snow. I didn't realize how far you would go. Every day I live lives in the day I wake up in my dreams are all screaming of fuck, but I'm fine now. Something remains, it's still pulling me. Yeah, my future is bright, but my past trying to ruin me. Tried to change it, but I know if you're good to me, I will let you go. Tried to fight it, but I'm sure if you're bad to me. Things when I was young, that made me that's the best one. Cool. Yeah, I haven't heard the other one. So I think she's got two albums, but like, both yeah. of them are good. But the Mick House is incredible. Yeah, start to finish, the whole thing. Like, you talk about what you like about it rather than not. I am. Um, it reminds me a bit of. Um, it's a bit like Streets. Yeah. It's like. Um, I've read come Three will be like a whole narrative album. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. I quite like that. Um, I got into it because I heard Europe is Lost. Yeah. Which is a good, good track. Great song. But it's sort of about health place in the album a little bit. The themes are like the same. I, it's kind of similar themes to the whole album. But yeah, the album is about stories of like neighbours who don't really know each other. And then there's this massive like political commentary in the middle of it and it goes back to the story. Yeah, it is a bit but I mean I feel like that's kind of relevant for now, isn't it? Yeah. So I think like it's massive not really knowing each other kinda of makes sense for Europe is lost given what's yeah. happened in the UK in the last few years. I um 
Ketamine for Breakfast was the first song I heard okay. off of that album. And that's the one before Europe is Lost. And it builds and builds and builds. It's so atmospheric yeah, all the way throughout that song. Yeah, yeah. I think she's got this really distinctive sound. And obviously her delivery of lyrics is just, it's very Mike Skinner in that kind of spoken, very kind of, very much in her accent, which is yeah. as London as you can sound. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think she's, honestly, I think that album's incredible. And did you know she wrote it as like a one-woman play as well, like as oh, a stage like that. show, and that's yeah, where well. it came about. Okay. Which is, I think, once, once I knew that, it kind of, maybe listen to it a bit differently, but also it kind of actually made a lot of sense. Like, yeah. I could hear that influence yeah, yeah. about it. because It does work like that. It's very much her telling a load of stories and yeah. just joining them all together however she can. So, yeah, I think it's an awesome album. Because I've heard her on, like, um, BBC Six Music a lot. Yeah. Um, I'd never really given her a try. Heard her thought, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know how it would work, like being like a spoken word poet going yeah. into rapping. Yeah. But she can rap really well. So. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she's really good. I, um, I got into her because I was, um, last year, I my friend who's really into her hip hop, um, who was actually on the podcast a few episodes ago, Mason, nice. um, didn't really know any British hip hop. So we agreed to like make each other a playlist and switch so I like tried to find like 20 really good British hip hop artists and I was like I know a decent number but I didn't want all that sounded the same so I thought I'll go and scout out and like read about some Kate Tempest was one that like was on a lot of lists so I gave her a list and that album is one I, I regularly revisit because yeah. it's just so so like powerful the way yeah. through. It's, it's like it's like watching a movie. Yeah, I think like, I like it doesn't fuck around. No. Like, well, it, it reminds me about Public Enemy because Public Enemy songs are all very literal. Yeah, and they're always like the Public Enemy songs. This is racist, and we're going to spend four minutes telling you why. No joking about it. It's perfect. I think it's what you need sometimes. That. It's all well and good playing about with like metaphors, but Kate Tempest. She does that as well. Oh no, yeah. she does. Yeah. She does. But when she needs you to know something, yeah, exactly. she's, she's straight to a point. Europe is lost. America lost. London lost. Still we are clamoring victory. All that is meaningless rules. We have learnt nothing from history. The people are dead in their lifetimes, dazed in the shine of the streets. But look how the traffic's still moving. Systems too slick to stop working. Business is good and there's bands every night in the pubs and there's two for one drinks in the clubs and we scrubbed up well. Washed off the work and the stress and now all we want some excess. Better yet, a night to remember that we'll soon forget. All of the blood that was bled for these cities to grow All of the bodies that fell The roots that were dug from the earth So these games could be played I see it tonight in the stains on my hands The buildings are screaming I can't ask for help though Nobody knows me Hostile, worried, lonely We move in our packs And these are the rights we were born to Working and working So we can be all that we want And dancing the drudgery off But even the drugs have got boring Well sex is still good when you get it to sleep, to dream, to keep your dream in reach To eat your dream, don't weep, don't scream Just keep it in, keep sleeping in What am I gonna do to wake up? I'm shoving this information in your face <laughs> Yeah Now back to the story Yeah <laughs> A little bit like Europe is lost yeah. actually And then, um, is it Tunnel Vision that's the last track? Tunnel Vision is fucking amazing It's almost like that is a conclusion Yeah It's like, this is what the album's about Yeah <laughs> And, and <laughs> we all need to wake up <laughs> <laughs> It's, I think, yeah I, I 
I'm I'm glad you know her because I know you like the hip hop and um, I feel like she's to me at least she's someone who's kind of flown under the radar a bit. Yeah. Um, someone who I've like I see like has got loads of like critical acclaim but not someone who's yeah. got any commercial no, no, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, I did deliberately like seek her out for this podcast. Oh yeah. Because um, I looked at my choices. I've had um, I've had like a list running. And I thought it's a bit of a sausage fest. So <laughs> I've got to find like I wanted someone hip hoppy. Yeah. And someone female. It's like I don't know, Kate Tempest. I've heard of her. Let's yeah, see if she's any good. And she is. So it works out well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the pad in there. Yeah. How can I seem more inclusive? Yeah. <laughs> I just. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Um, what's the best show you've ever seen? Um, that would be Queens of Stone Age um, at the festival in 2003. So that was, um, I think I was about 15 at the time, that's me and a bunch of school friends for let's go to the festival, see what happens. Um, At the time, we were all into like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they were headlining. Um, So we all thought, let's go, see what happens. Um, And I think one of my mates was sort of into Queens from Stone Age, and so we stayed to see them. Also part of me just couldn't be bothered to move. So it's a combination of laziness and <laughs> someone slightly liking them, yeah. maybe see them. Um, and I think it was just the fact that they kind of just blew everyone away. Yeah. Um, I think they, I think it was just like the coolest thing I saw. They just yeah. all like, there was barely any like interaction with the audience. They just strolled out all smoking and just kicked off, did their yeah. set when it's just brilliant just rushed not even rushed through it like, yeah. they didn't really care about yeah. the audience but I like it cooler. bands um, don't fuck around with like yeah. trying to engage with the audience too much yeah. like Kings of Leon the first time I saw them were a bit like that when they came out and weren't really mucking around they were just like yeah right and just played a few songs the Cribs do that as well actually. yeah, yeah the Cribs cool. never piss about they play about three songs before they say hello yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I like that yeah. yeah we're here for the music guys I think your sales pitch yeah I think um because I think it was getting quite annoying because we saw like, I can't remember who else was there, but we saw like, David Gray was there, I think. Yeah. Maybe before Queen of Stone Age. So oh, that's a bit quite of a change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I woke everyone up. We had more Tiva as well. We were like, chill out. I don't think I I think if you'd heard like a couple of tracks, you'd go, oh yeah, it's them. Oh, okay. They're like very chill out. Right, like right, lounge right. music almost. Nice. Okay, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's not too bad for a festival yeah. in the daytime, but yeah, it's too near the end. Um, so we 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 saw Queens we did. this summer. Um, what would you say they were like? Obviously, you picked the 2003 show yeah. ahead of the 2018 one. You didn't really know them at the time, yeah. and so it's, I guess it's a very different experience. In yeah, the, yeah. Similar setting. I mean, it's a festival, and they're not. I mean, they did headline this time, didn't they? Actually, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a festival. 
So it's not entirely a crowd for them. Yeah, yeah. You're outside. First time, you didn't know them at all, so it's just like a bit of a shock, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this time round, they were like the band you were desperate to sit. Yeah. So why is it that it was that much better first time? I think partly because went into it, I think I only knew, like, no one knows. Yeah. I probably play, but like, yeah. the two songs I knew. Um, yeah. And they're good songs. Yeah. Um, I think it was partly because the lineup was different back then as well. Yeah. So I think they kicked off with um, it's the first track of Songs from a Death. It's got a ridiculously long title. <laughs> it's called uh, You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, but I Feel Like a Millionaire. Screaming for two minutes. Perfect. Um, they like. I think they opened with that. Nice. Like, oh, this is different. So <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, they're here now. Yeah, yeah. Um, How many albums did that out at that point? I think that was only the third, and yeah. they had Mark Lanigan as well. So they were like constantly switching vocals like the whole show. Right, okay. That's um, cool. It was, so it's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, since then, I think it's become so like for the latest album, Villains. Yeah. Josh Homs basically just gone right we're not collaborating this time we're just going to do it with a band yeah um so i guess when we saw them there wasn't as much interchange by like changing with the yeah. guest vocalists and stuff i thought the thing that struck me when we saw them in, in what june was yeah. that they um they're such like i, I don't know knowing that well like yeah, obviously yeah. i know a few of the songs because everyone knows like no one knows everyone knows little sister and yeah, things yeah. like that but i think like to me they weren't someone i was like super and um, what struck me about the set was just how consistently yeah. good it is all the way yeah, through. Exactly. There's no like, there was no like real peaks in the set. Obviously, the, the ones I knew better were ones that I like could sing along with and enjoyed a bit more. But yeah, yeah. generally speaking, like there was nothing that there was no like lungs at all. Yeah, yeah. And like you could see how good they are at their like instrumentally. They're insane. Some yeah, of the guitar work was yeah. just incredible. Yeah. I think. Um, I think seeing the, seeing that B Fest, yeah. I think it showed like how exciting live music can be. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the point where I was like, I should do more of this. Yeah. So I think that's why it sticks out more in my mind. That's cool. Yeah. Have you been to any shows before that? Not really. I mean, maybe one or two here and there. Yeah. I can't really remember. But that was the one that sticks in my mind. I was going right. Let's do it small, lads. <laughs> I think everyone from around here has that big experience of B. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been to a bunch of shows before I went to B, but. I remember going because, like, I don't know I saw, I saw some of the bands there. I saw someone fly. Brilliant! I love that. That was good fun. <laughs> v, I, v was never the coolest festival. No, mate. I had the chance to see Muse, and I went to see Damien Rice instead because yeah, fuck Muse. <laughs> <laughs> They're meant to be really good live. Yeah, but I'm a 
マヘンスキーか
came out, lifted their instruments off them and put them on. The bowling for suit all leave and they've all taken their place and then carry on exactly where they left off in that spot and finish the song from. That's so cool. It was wicked. Yeah, no, I think that's nice that there's like multiple memories attached to it. If anything, yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. lots of reasons why it's a nice sentimental song. It's quite, yeah, it's quite a even outside of that context in itself. It's a very dark emotional song. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think um, the first three Elbow albums are very like the first album is quite dark, like unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wouldn't really think if you visited their first album now, you think yeah. this is an album. What's yeah. going on here? Um, but then, like the first three artists. Really good. It's really good at just telling you a story. Yeah. Um, I like that. I think like lots of bands have got. Um, well, obviously, lots of bands have different like, elements of what they're good at, and I think Elbow are one of those that are real storytellers. Yeah, yeah. And I always enjoy. Like, I, I I like listening to music for the lyrics more than the music itself a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Which is like I had this conversation with someone else recently, but. I feel like that's why I like quite a diverse range of music because like if it's good storytelling and there's good lyrics in it, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what the sound is so much. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think like a lot of my friends who like like heavy music can't get into hip hop or vice versa. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, like I don't really care what it sounds like. I no. like hearing the stories from it, which is yeah. why Elbow are and and bands like them are so like important to me. Whereas bands like Muse. Can, yeah. I don't really care because I feel like Matt Bellamy is like an amazing guitarist, an incredible musician. Some of the yeah. stuff they can do with their instruments is insane. Yeah. But I don't care about what he's singing about. It's not interesting no. or, or important. Yeah. Like, and I can't get on board of it. It's always like weird stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a space wizard or something. <laughs> Look at my light up guitar. That's weird. <laughs> that's ba- yeah, that's yeah. basically better. <laughs> yeah. I really like um, Guy Garvey's voice as well. Yeah, amazing. he's got a really nice voice. And you wouldn't expect it when you look at him. No, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice as way possible. Yeah. He doesn't look like he he's has a such a soulful voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, it's really gruff, but yeah. like vulnerable at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, really it's, good. There's a lot of like depth in it. I think it, uh, that the sound of the band and the sound of his voice adds a lot to the storytelling as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, when he's singing about like being weary, it sounds it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he sounds like he's had a rough few paper rounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is your favourite artist? Um, goes back to Queens of the Stone Age. They didn't really become my favourite until a few years later. Yeah. Because um, the first three albums are similarish. Okay. All quite heavy. Um, yeah. And after that, I think they made an effort to make every album different. Right. Um, so I think by the time Era of Volgaris came out, which yeah. would be 2007, yeah. they started doing like electronic music and stuff. Yeah. 
um, and they had Julian Casablancas and stuff like that, guest, guest vocals, vocals and stuff. I like um, Casablancas. Yeah, and it's not a brilliant album, Yeah, but just the fact that they will surprise you every album. Yeah. Just going, this is what we're doing now, deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they've just got, I don't know if they have like quite a signature sound. So yeah. whatever they t- they kind of do, you know it's them. Yeah, so I think that's quite interesting because like they do something different all the time, but yeah. also you can still tell it's them by their sound. It's, that's yeah, quite yeah. a skill to have, isn't it? Because I've known of lots of bands who try and like really change things up and do something different every album. Yeah. Like, and it just it sounds like a new band every time. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of bands lose support that way by like people get into a sound and then they come back and do something totally different. People are like, well, what the fuck is this? Who's yeah, yeah. a totally different band? Yeah. Um, but for them to kind of do that, reinvent themselves, but also keep hold of the things that make them them and yeah. use them in different ways is a really powerful tool that not many bands have. I think just like every album getting some great songs in it as well. Yeah. Like every, there's a few bangers every oh, yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> they got some hits. Yeah, some hits definitely. Yeah. Um, I think like Lullabies to Paralyze is yeah. their fourth. Um, I remember at the time they were saying like we could have done Songs for the Dead too, yeah. but that had been too easy. So yeah. we just tried to do something different. Nice. Um, and I think they got a bit. I think some people weren't happy with that album. Yeah. Well, I really like it. Like, yeah. just, he was like, I just want to play guitar with Easy Top. And yeah. That's what this album is. <laughs> <laughs> sort of band who like I don't know you, some bands you know exactly what you're going to get but yeah, yeah. Listen to them, like you say you know what their sound's going to be and I like that because they do keep reinventing themselves you don't have to worry like if this album isn't great yeah. then it's like they're giving you a different thing yeah, exactly. they're not going to stick to it the next time anyway so no. like, you don't have to worry about the band being gone like there's lots of bands who like I remember again Kings of Leon or Biffy maybe yeah. like they get to a certain point of lots of experiments and sound different sound different and then they hit something that's really successful and then they don't really change yeah. anything beyond that yeah exactly um, and it'd be really easy again for Queens to do it because they've yeah, had yeah. moments when they really blew up like, yeah. like really big and then like, oh no we'll do something different yeah basically like, they could like <laughs> Songs of a Death they were massive yeah. and they could have like gone on yeah. and they were like no I'm going to change it up because yeah. why not yeah. <laughs> I think Josh Holmes a great front man as well yeah he is he's, like, he's got all the right like Amounts of arrogance, and yeah. narcissism, yeah. and being a nice guy. Yeah. Like, he's got it all like in the yeah. right levels. So it's a bit conflicted because I know he's a Republican. Yeah. And he likes guns. Yeah. Things like that. But you kind of get the impression he's decent. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's okay to have different political views somewhere as long as they're yeah. not someone who isn't going to be like espousing that hatred all the time. Yeah. He definitely doesn't do that. No. And didn't he, was it him who kicked someone out of the band? Yeah, so he fired Nick Oliveri, the yeah. bassist, who was like a massive part of the band. Yeah. Did a lot of vocals and stuff. Um, and I think he had, it's something like those allegations about he was abusing his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and then he had a row with um, Josh Holmes' wife. Yeah. It's like, well, you're out of the band. Yeah. 
bit of a scum, you're scum basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a bit scummy to get out of the van. So I think that's the thing, it's like, so I think like we, we, we live in a time when politically it's very easy to like trash anyone who's got a different view to yeah. you and like cancel yeah. people if you like. Yeah. Whereas I think like it's okay for people to have different viewpoints to you as long as they are fundamentally not like scum and the yeah, fact exactly. that he is then like they're doing his allegations against Nick Oliveri and then he sacks him it's like that's a good thing that yeah. you should like okay so you can be a right wing person and have nice um, yeah, yeah. have good actions as well and like we may not agree with everything he says and does and thinks but like on the yeah. whole we seem to be a decent bloke and he's quite socially liberal as well like yeah he's um yeah, it's only really like economically he's right, essentially. That's all it is. Oh, and guns. Bloody rich people. I know. Money. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, something else I can say about that. Yeah, so Trump, when Trump happens, yeah. um, I know that Queens of Stone Age like a, a Facebook post, yeah. just absolutely slaying Trump, tearing into him. What happened was someone overheard Josh Holm doing this massive rant against, against Trump, yeah. post it online. And Josh Holm was like really annoyed because he didn't want anything like political associated with Queens of Stone Age. So fired the guy who did it. But good to, know he, it. Good to know he hates Trump. Yeah. So I think he called him like a clown's penis or something. Perfect. It's brilliant. So you know he's a decent folk. Um, what's your favourite Queens album? Um, I think mean, it's got to be Songs for the Death. Yeah. Um, by probably I'd throw Lullabies to Paralyze as well. So what, is, what are the merits of each? Songs for the Death is just absolute bangers from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. Um, I quite like the fact it's a bit screamy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really heavy. Yeah. Um, it's just the album where I tightly cut loose and decided yeah. to go for it. Nice. Because um, first, like, first two albums, I mean, like, the first album was a bit ploddy. Yeah. It's alright. Yeah. But I think it, they're trying to do, like, it's almost like they're trying to do electronic music but with guitars. Right, interesting. So they do just, like, playing the same chord for three minutes. <laughs> Um, which is fine, but yeah. it doesn't really work for like 12 tracks or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, second album, Ragged R, is really good. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Yeah. But I think Sons of the Death is like more consistent. Right. Um, and Lullabies of Paralyzed has got some really good tracks. Little Sister as well. Obviously. Little Sister's like, I think probably my favourite song by them. Yeah, it's good. Like, for me, like, I've never really paid like that much attention to their albums. Yeah. So like, for me, like, No One Knows was obviously such a huge song and everyone yeah. knew it. And I thought, like, oh, that's what they sound like. And then when I heard Little Sister, I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not what they sound like. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a realisation that actually there's a lot more to this band. And like, I've listened to them at various points, but never like really invested a lot of time in the albums. And um, there's, a track, there's a track called Tangled Up and Plaid. Right. On Nonetheless Paralyzed. Yeah.
different. Yeah. Really good. Nice. Um, that's a good track. What, um, what, what's your favourite song by him generally? Or can you not pick? I know it's difficult. That's really difficult. Yeah. Um, I quite like, like if you were, uh, if someone said to you, what Queen song should I listen to? If it was Fat Beats Friday, yeah. what song would you put on? But I think if I was to introduce someone to him, I think Like, like Clockwork is their most accessible album. Right. Um, that was I mean, 2013, right. so the one before Villains. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, it's quite different. It's more, um, it's almost Arctic Monkeys esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got Elton John one of tracks. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, they've got Alex Turner one of them. Perfect. Um, I really like um, Smooth Sailing. It's yeah. a good track. Um, I think I Sat by the Ocean is probably my favourite. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'd cool. say do that. So, I'm happy. There you go, listeners. Yeah. Do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you love Queens, but you didn't pick them for your favourite album. No. What did you yeah. pick? So I went for Illmatic by Nas. Keep it on and on and on and on and know what I'm saying? Big Nas, Grand Wizard. Dog, what is it like? Know what I'm saying? Yo, gang. I rap for listeners, blunt heads, fly ladies, and prisoners. Hennessy holders and old school niggas, then I'll be dissing them. Unofficial that mobile coolie tie. I dropped out of coolie high, gas the vibe, cocaine, cutie pie. Jungle survivor, fuck who's the I think it's a, it's probably the, well, I don't know if it's just the best crafted album that I know. Right. Um, from start to finish, it's just like they know, he knew what he was doing yeah. from a young age. Yeah. And it's like, I want this album, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and just it all falls into place, every track is amazing. I, um, I think, like, so I, I recently watched uh, this documentary called Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix and there was a really good episode around the sound of New York yeah, um, yeah. in the early 90s and they juxtapose um, Nas and Wu-Tang okay. and what's really interesting about it is Wu-Tang, obviously they have one producer for the yeah. whole of 36 Chambers and really everything is just, it's just uh, Jizzer, isn't it? Like, yeah. is the, what's it called? Rizzer. Rizzer. Rizzer's the... Jizzer's his porn name. Yeah. <laughs> Rizzer's, um, he, he like, produces the whole thing, does all the beats himself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's like, it's like 20 or something. Yeah. It's like, what producer are you going to work with? And it's like, all of them. here's a list of yeah. every single one I want yeah, to yeah. like, work with. And he works with all of them and every song, like, despite being produced by someone different and doing something totally different, yeah. the album like, blends so it well works, together. Yeah. I think it's really cohesive. And it's yeah. quite short for a hip-hop album. Yeah. It's only 10 tracks. Yeah. Um, I think it's... It's like he knew what he wanted to do. Well, yeah. It's really consistent. Um, tracks are quite different, but they sound like they've got a similar beat. Yeah. Or I like the fact they've got quite jazzy and like piano notes yeah. and stuff like that. I um, I think what a lot of hip hop, in my opinion, falls foul to is they. I've never known like an indie band or whatever to have like a twenty-track album yeah. that is filled with like half filled with just clear like stuff that wasn't good enough. Yeah. But they've just like shoved it in yeah. and doing like skits and stuff. Yeah. And Nas doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. Not, do not in a match. No. 
He does it like a few albums later. Yeah. And that's when it starts to go off for rails. He's trying to make some more money. Yeah. But <laughs> at this point, it's like he, like you say, he kind of come in and he knew exactly what he wanted to yeah. do for an album. He knew exactly who he wanted to make the sounds. Yeah. And he had it all like laid out in his mind and yeah. just like executed it flawlessly. I think the writing is so strong as well. Yeah. You kind of get two messages, which is growing up in Queensbridge is awful. Yeah. And he would say, I'm a brilliant rapper. So, yes to both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, one of the things, like, when you read about the album is, like, how he, so at the time, a lot of the successful hip-hop was West Coast. Yeah. Because um, you'd had, obviously, that NWA and Snoop Dogg was just starting out and stuff. And then for, for Nas to come in, he kind of really, like, transported people back to New York and that sounded like the grittiness of it all. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the like the West Coast, like the LA and like Compton sound is all like funk and yeah. like let's have a party sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like Nas really brings it back to it's cold here and miserable yeah. and like does something really clever with it in, yeah. in a way that hadn't really been like to me at least none of the stuff I'd heard really like giving you like, yeah. a real good taste of what it was really like to be there. Yeah, it's very much like and my state of mind's amazing. It's yeah. Like, I'd sell drugs to survive. My friend died. And yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, just not, again, like, no fucking around. It's yeah. like, this is what it's like. Yeah. And I'm not going like, to admit my words. No. Like, this happens. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you about it. I quite like it. It's an antidote because you find like New York has a lot of songs about it going, isn't it brilliant? Yeah. Um, like, even Jay Z did Empire State Mind in the years later. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like a tourist song almost. Yeah. Going, I saw this, it's brilliant. I love I love those songs that like, really transport you into a place. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I've, I've probably mentioned oh. to you before, but there's this artist I really like called Rap King. Oh, yeah. And the lead rapper is a guy called Wiki. And he's very much like, he raps about just being young and in New York and yeah, yeah. what it's actually like. Yeah. And he does this one, they've got this song, it's called like, Three six four twenty six ten or something, and it's like a phone number. Okay. And um, I've probably got all the digits wrong. But <laughs> yeah. Numbers. So, yeah. Numbers. <laughs> Who needs them? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's all about how he doesn't have a cell phone, and he is he uses payphones all the time. And he's like, he's got a bit of twenty first century payphone user. It's kind of nice, nice when I'm trying to lose you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's cool. He's got that like it's back and forth, and he's in a phone box, and he calls the other guy Huck in the band, and he's like. Why is this number blocked? Who is this? <laughs> it's, like, like, it's good. It's, it's like a cool, different like, vibe, and it really kind of gives you like a window yeah. into what like yeah, things yeah. are actually like in their yeah. lives. Because I, I feel think... like a lot of hip hop can be a bit like grandiose and yeah. like selling an image, whereas what that what what Illmatic does is it just tells it like he's not gonna pretend he's something he's not he's just gonna tell you what he knows, and that's what he knows. And he drops in like so many references as well. Yeah, like he kind of weaves it in without you know noticing it's yeah. like he references the bible a lot but he doesn't actually say this is from the bible yeah um a lot of people like to bang you over the head with their yeah they go yeah like yeah rappers will go this is like that very literal <laughs> um, yeah. and he'll he'll just be like he'll throw in like something quite subtle you don't notice it yeah. after a few listens i um, think something i learned recently about Mars from um I, I think again i think i mentioned this to you but 
Um, there's a podcast by the comedian uh, Ramesh Ranganathan um, called Hip Hop Saved My Life, which is a really, really interesting podcast. Depending, well, it's always interesting, but yeah. particularly depending on some of the guests. But you had, I can't remember who the guy was, this guy who's from Game of Thrones, I think, um, talking, and they were talking about how Will Smith's first album, or all of Will Smith's stuff, really, yeah. is written by other rappers. Yeah, yeah. And um, getting jiggy with it is written oh, by yeah. Nuts. So which weird. Is bizarre. <laughs> and you think of what his sound is like, and yeah. you think that he's got that commercial ability to turn it on and yeah, like, do definitely. something that's going to be huge like that yeah. and just really appeal to the masses. I think it kind of, you've got to kind of give him like extra props for being like yeah. so willing to kind of give that away and just focus on like what is going to be like what he actually would listen to himself Yeah, like, and yeah, that's exactly. what he'll make he'll make an album that he thinks is great and yeah. he'll let Will Smith like do the party songs because yeah. like yeah, yeah, exactly. as if he's going to fucking be named to that like, <laughs> I think that's awesome yeah I like um I don't know, like even for someone so young, stuff like it's just amazing, like lyricism and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Like, the, the lyric in my state mind is, um, I'll never sleep. This sleep, sleep is the cousin of death. I lay puzzle as I backtrack the earlier times. Nothing's equivalent to the New York state of mind. State of mind. So, so much going on there, like so many references. It's so wise, and I yeah. remember like when. Do you remember when the first first Arctic Monkeys album came out? Yeah. And yeah. in the um, album sleeve, it didn't have the um, song credits for who wrote them. Yeah. And people were that. adamant yeah. that they couldn't have written them. They're seventeen. There's yeah, no yeah. way they could be that. I remember that. They could be that wise. So, like, how do they know who Frank Spencer is? It's exactly. Young. Yeah. <laughs> and like, people were just. Like, couldn't accept that someone that young could be that good lyrically yeah. and it's the same sort of thing I don't yeah. think anyone really like necessarily pulled him up on it and like no. accused him of anything but no. it's just I don't understand how some people who are so young I've got that kind of lyrical dexterity and yeah. this ability to just drop in references so smoothly yeah. and I mean I feel I feel like um a lot of hip hop artists peak with their debut and I think yeah. Lars definitely did yeah he definitely did um, I mean, like some his second album's not bad, but it's a there's like a few more like skits and stuff start to appear. Um, but not like comedy skits, but yeah. they're like yeah, just like oh, I have a bit of drama here. I'm going to the next track, um, and it's just not as consistent in tone as the yeah. first album. Yeah, um, almost saw Nars in yeah. Colchester, um, attic in Colchester. Really? Jesus, yeah. I thought, that's a fall from grace. No, that's what I thought. And I thought, brilliant, see Illmatic in Attic. Brilliant. <laughs> but, I don't know, it's a fall from grace thing. You don't want to see someone like yeah, that in Colchester. Yeah, you don't want to see someone that good no. in being bad. Yeah. And also, you never know, like, I feel like live hip-hop can go, it can yeah. go really badly. I feel like the people in Colchester be like, what's a Naz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. When, when was that? Um... Five, six years ago, maybe something like that, and I was quite tempted. Yeah, 
Oh, I can't. It's Colchester. I can't. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a bad venue. My, my brother went to see Wu Tang. And nice. he said that he was really excited about it. Yeah. Obviously, as you would be. Um, and he, he went and he said it was just like Capadonna and You God and Mastercard. And he was like, yeah. sort of shit once it turned yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Capadonna barely even counts. No, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I feel like that, obviously, it would be, it would be Nas. You can count on that much. Yeah. But it's you don't want to see someone who's like can be so good be like really be kind of at their lowest level most it feels like if you went to see I don't know a footballer turning up for a non-league team yeah so it feels like they're overweight and can't run anymore <laughs> yeah and smoking while they're playing or something. that's what it feels like it feels like a massive yeah yeah exactly yeah. like Steve Claridge getting his boots up again <laughs> at 60 or something every year yeah every single <laughs> yeah. year yeah. come March he'll be in the news again <laughs> yeah so his local team's got too many games to play. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play. It's like Nas. No, it's like, <laughs> go on then. Colchester have got so many dates to do. It's like, oh, I'll do your favour. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come out of time just this one time. Yeah. Um, okay, so given everything we spoke about so cool. far, I think that there is got a general idea around the stuff that you are into. So um, I know you had trouble with this question, but yeah. is there an artist that you think you should like, but you just can't get into them? found it really difficult because when I dislike an artist I will feel very justified in that um, and think that I shouldn't like them so that's right. fine so I think my example of that would be Queen yeah and um, for a band I just really hate um, so I don't know for Queen for me it's like it's like rock music for Tories that's what, right, okay. yeah it's like I mean, I kind of, yeah that kind of makes sense I mean I'm not gonna Agree with you. But, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, um, I like Queen. Oh, God, no. It's just. Queen's good, they're fun. Then, no, I, I think there's a point where it becomes corny and overblown, and that's what Queen are for wow. me. Don't Stop Me Now with something that, I don't know, it feels like a salesman in a car does doing 75 on the motorway. That's what it's a <laughs> soundtrack for. I feel like it sounds like, like everyone in a car doing 75 <laughs> yeah. on the motorway can sing along to Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah. It's perfect. And it's... Lo loosen his tie. It's, like, it's a Friday. I mean, don't I'm, stop me now. What's wrong with that? Don't stop me now. He's going into the weekend. It's every good time. I don't know. It's just cringy. It's just uh, cringy. I mean, I can sort of understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree. No, at, at that's all. fine. Yeah. Like, you call me, me Colby. I know. Because well, you didn't tell me how to say that. That's not my answer. So, you just um, rammed it in. Yeah, but I'm queen. Like, hey, queen. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. So that would be my usual opinion of someone like, yeah. I, I hate or have no interest. Yeah. Um, so my, my answer for this, someone who... Not necessarily that I don't like, but someone I think I should like more yeah. than I do. Right. And it's Arcade Fire. There is a lot of hype around them. Yeah. Like everyone I know who likes Arcade Fire thinks they're amazing, like top player band sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I've got, I've listened to Neon Bible quite a lot and yeah. Suburbs, and I think they're good albums. Okay. I just don't think they're amazing. Okay. Um, and I get the impression everyone else thinks they're like the best band ever, amazing. I, d I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say they're like for me like a top five band, no. but I would say Neon Bible is probably one of the best albums I've ever got. 
really like, genuinely I do like it all the way through I think yeah, it's yeah. so well sculpted and everything fits so well together and you, again the atmosphere that they bring to, to the sound and it, I, I think they're fucking amazing <laughs> so for me I think I think I have to be in the mood to listen to them like a good mood I, I think I, I could put know. them on and it would put me in the mood really? to listen to them yeah they're that sort of band I could listen to them at any point and I think they've got so much about them that that they suit any moment for yeah. me. I, yeah. I think that there's enough like depth to their sound that if it's like a slow day or whatever, it's like a nice like background thing. But also, if you, I really want to listen to it, the lyrics are powerful. Like Antichrist Television Blues is like such a good song, and that I, oh, I mean, yeah. I think the thing is, I'll listen to Neon Bible and go, yeah, that's all right, and then not listen to it again for like four years. <laughs> and that's that's the kind of band they are for me. I think, like, I mean, I, I don't really know their first couple of albums. No. Neon Bible is the first one that I really, yeah, really got same. into, and I would say that that is the one for me that is incredible. That's why I wouldn't yeah. say like a top five band or whatever, but yeah. album-wise, I would say probably not a top ten. I just think they can sound a bit ploddy if I'm not in the mood oh, for it. And that's what it is. Well, I know that's very harsh. Yeah. But, I don't know. I want to like them and I don't hate them. They're just like mid table for me, yeah, I suppose. So That's all they enough, are. They're a mid table band for me. And I know for everyone else, they're a Champions League. The Champions League band. So. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, okay, fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, they've got this amazing. I'm not going to convert you. No, no. But well, I think I think the thing is, I could be converted. Yeah. Okay. I'm open to being converted. Right, well, whereas Queen, I'm not. <laughs> they're okay, dead so. Like, the way to convert yourself, I think, on okay. our okay, is they have this um, video where they performed in this abandoned church when they played Guns of Brixton. When they kick in your front door, how are you gonna come with your hands on your head or on the trigger of your gun? When the law breaks in, how are you gonna go? Shut down on the pavement. That's cool. And oh boy, oh man, oh man, that is a good sound. That is oh, covering the clash is like a risky That's thing dangerous. to do. As far as That's I'm concerned, like when I saw that they'd done it, I was like, oh. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. They can't have done this well, and they do. I mean, it's not as yeah. good as the original no, because it's never going to be. But no. it's about as good a cover as I've ever heard. Like, no, it's, I love a good cover, yeah, and but, I think they do enough with it to make it different and sound like them that you can separate it from the original. But also, there's enough of the original in it that you're not like, what the fuck is going on here? That's good. Um, which a lot of bands I think struggle with. Trying yeah. to come up, particularly like classic bands like Clash. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I would say check that out. That's I think what happened is I'll check it out and go, that's great, but then just forget about it. Which is what I do with Fire. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's fine. Just, I think there's not enough of Hook. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I guess like they've not really got many like bangers to draw you in. It's yeah. just that the, the albums themselves strung together are a whole piece of work. They've not. I can't really think of many singles they've ever had no. um, that stand out. Like. Yeah. I mean, there's certain tracks to me throughout the albums that leap out a bit more than others. Like I've already mentioned, Antichrist Television Blues. Like, is is a real. I think if you don't know Arcade Fire, then that's a good one to start with because yeah. it's a quite a fun song as well. Okay. Like, content-wise, in terms of lyrics, it's quite dark. Okay. But it is. Um, it's quite a fun-sounding song too. So it's it's yeah, that's a good one to get into. Nice. Uh, yeah. 
Fair enough. Fair Fine. enough. There we go. I hate Queen. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Queen. Um, <laughs> Okay, so this is the section you haven't been allowed to prepare for. Okay. So because this this is quick fire questions. Oh. So there's five of them. All right. And this is just straight out your head. Wu Tang so. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so this is I, I didn't want you to prep because okay. I don't care about the reasons for these answers. I just want the answer. Excellent. Okay. okay. So number one, what's the song that makes you dance? Oh. Oh. Um. Panicking. Um. It would be. Um, the way that used to do Queens of Stone Age. Nice. I really, really was hoping you were going to say Intergalactic by Beastie Boys because oh, I've seen you dance right. to it, but yeah. I'm fine. To be fair, I'm not picky. <laughs> like, if it comes on, I'm up. Um, what's the song that makes you sing? That's a tough one. I shouldn't be allowed to sing ever. I'm so a hard-hitting journalist. Yeah. This is what's going on here. Free Lions. Oh, yep, yeah, fine. Free Lions. Yep. Yeah. What's the song that makes you cry? No, I do. I do. Free <laughs> <laughs> It would probably be switching off. Yeah. Would, yeah. Okay. Um, what's the song to work out to? I don't work out. Look at me. <laughs> don't need to. No. Um, if you were good, <laughs> don't stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, and last one, sexy question. What's the song to make out to? Make it with you. Oh, Queens of Stone Age. Ready made. It's they've actually. Got, they've got a song nice. for every situation. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, apart from working out <laughs> that's why you don't do it yeah exactly <laughs> if they had one yeah Josh Hopp, this if you're listening yeah write, write me a song <laughs> um, right I usually do how do people find you online um, you're, you're not an online guy not really I found you in at work yeah. so <laughs> come work for a scan council yeah exactly <laughs> then you'll find him yeah um, um, I do have a twitter yeah down with kids yeah what is it um, it's Jeff Harper Jeff Harper wow I'm going to plug that yeah I have 120 something followers oh nice so a burgeoning following yeah it's growing and do lots of retweets about stuff nice good well in that case that's where people will find you and we'll plug that there we go that's good um, the last thing to do is to is for you to recommend a song to play out the podcast cool so this is another one I struggled with so I'll go through why my first choice yeah train and vein by the clash yeah because i think it's the perfect closing track to any album yep it's like yeah it's right up there awesome song love yeah. it um, but you've not gone with that no because <laughs> <laughs> i'm crazy um bonkers i went with what's my fa- my favorite cover um which is credence clearwater revival's version of i heard it through the grapevine amazing and um, picked it just because it's the longest song of all time. Yeah, basically, it's, it's <laughs> 12 minutes long. Yeah. I remember asking you, do I have a time limit? You went, no. So I thought, all right, we're going to test that. So, 12 minutes long. Um, I don't know, it just works really well. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I quite like Credence because um, they feature very heavily on the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, and they're a band that my dad got me into actually. Nice. So I think the, the album is Cosmos Factory. Like at least four or five of those tracks are on the Big Lebowski. Nice. And this is like the second to last track on that album. Um, and it's just like really drawn out, really like slow version of yeah. Heard It Through Grapevine. Nice. They just go mental with guitar solos halfway awesome. through. So it's well, great. That's good. We will play that at the end and people can listen and see how far they get through. Yeah. Uh, viewers, right in. Viewers. <laughs> Readers. <laughs> Tweet right, me. Right in. How, lo- how far through the 12 minutes did you get? <laughs> and we'll play it now. Now.
if you had to start a band today, what would it be called? Um, I don't know if that's, that's awful. Um, should be armed and ready for this. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> I would go for the, like, a just really horrible name, I think. Just really out there. The Cox. <laughs> Brilliant. Punk band. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>